What could you truly become capable of if you were living in greater resonance and synchronicity with your essence? If you were able to be aligning with your divine every day and creating from that energy, are you ready to explore and activate that? Let's get started aligning divine. Now, here's your host, soul and body coach, Keisha Clark. <laughs> Hello and welcome. Whether you are having a good morning, a good afternoon, a good evening, whatever day you're having it. <laughs> and thank you for joining me here on Aligning Divine. I am Keisha Clark and I'm so honored and grateful for you stopping by. And um, whatever platform you're playing with us on, I thank you for choosing it. <laughs> so uh, if it is your first time to come play here on Aligning Divine, uh, we are all about having the joy of lining up with your essence and living it every day. And that's kind of what I get to do. I get to play with people. I have the distinguished honor of getting to play with people and facilitate that process for folks um, as a soul and body intuitive and coach or I like to say facilitator as well, um, what I get to do is be a part of that process of people making, having, choosing, tapping into, cultivating, um, and basically having that relationship with their soul in a much more conscious and active participant kind of way. <laughs> and then bringing that essence energy into the everyday. That's not really something that we cultivate here organically. Um, and of course, there's probably a myriad of reasons that we could say why. And what if none of those had to be a reason that stopped us from being who and what we truly are? And all that we are truly capable of. So how does the universe desire to express to you and through you is one of the favorite things I like to play with. And it's a process. It's a journey. And if you're showing up here on this planet Earth playground, um, you kind of came to, to jump into that game. <laughs> so however and whenever and whichever way you want to play it, um, choose it. That's my biggest thing. Choose it. And when you're ready, um, if you want someone like myself or anyone in that field of personal development, <laughs> uh, self-discovery, and just essentially changing for the better, for the greater, um, choose that too. So that's my invitation to you in general. And my invitation to you today is to come play with this topic. What we are talking about is Oh, a soul by any other name. Um, if you don't know anything about me or if you've never really heard my 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 shows before, something you will quickly uh, notice is that I have a very different perspective on the having a uh, human experience or experiencing human. And so what I give you on this show is really not about giving you an answer or telling you how you should be experiencing something, really where I approach this, these conversations from is discovery and exploration and excavation in many cases. Um, because I really, in my life experience and in my work experience both, um, I have observed that the things that really, for me, um, they, they just indicate that uh, we do this more than once. <laughs> we get to come here more than once. And so that's where, I, that's where I play from. That's the perspective that I function from, is really acknowledging 
that that is possible and that that does happen. And for myself, I am aware that I've been here a lot of times. And that doesn't mean that you have to acknowledge that for you or that that has to be even true for you. But that is where I come from for these conversations. So if that challenges some of your um, belief structure or your paradigms or your personal philosophy, then I say, hey, embrace that, however much you might like to do so, and just see what it pops open for you. Um, and if it doesn't blow your hair back, then of course, <laughs> you don't have to play. <laughs> so um, It's really okay. And again, I say find what works for you and choose it, and then choose more of that, and then play with it and let it get bigger and choose more of that however it looks and whenever it shows up and um, in whatever way it shows up. Because what I know is it truly does not show up in the way that we could imagine, and it always shows up even better than we could imagine. <laughs> so, and I also will say, stop asking your life to make sense if you've been doing that. Um, and today's topic, we kind of get into that. Um, an, an, that's a that's another angle into this is um, it doesn't really make sense, the whole name thing and soul thing. It doesn't have to make sense. It's not going to make sense from a logical or linear sort of perspective. However, when we let go or suspend that need for something to be explainable, which is kind of funny since I'm talking to you on a live show, um, <laughs> but when we can suspend that uh, need, we can actually – open ourselves and it's kind of like we relax those uh those walls a bit and then magically <laughs> somehow we start to get insight into the things we were looking at and we start to be able to see them in a different way or from a different space and then somehow they make perfect sense to us so that's another thing I love about getting to play with all of this uh, beautiful energy and energetic dynamics thing. <laughs> so, so our souls, 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 and our soul essence and aligning divine, lining up with that divinity of you, with the, the divine you and the divine that is you and that um, desires to be expressing to and through you. So we tend to place quite a bit of importance on names, especially when we're here on this planet Earth playground. That's my favorite thing to call it. Um, and so what about your name? Have you ever wondered about that? How did your name come to you? I have a story about how my mom heard my name on a TV show, <laughs> my long name, and I also have a short name. So that's maybe a story for later in the show. Have you ever changed your name? Or are there names that run in your family, maybe, or your family history, your lineage? Um, and what about when you're trying to communicate with beings or a being who no longer has a body or doesn't have a body at that moment? Uh, will they always answer <laughs> to the name you knew them by or even a specific name at all? Do our souls have names? Hmm. So if you recognize the play on the famous line from one of Shakespeare's famous works, Romeo and Juliet, you probably caught on that which we call a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. Then you guessed it. <laughs> this week, that is what we are exploring. And I would like to um, kind of uh, open this up and just 
Yeah, some of what where I want to where it feels like it wants to go. Let me say it that way. Um, gets it might get a little quantumy sounding. <laughs> my word, quantumy. And uh, would you be willing to be okay with that? So I'm going to share some things with you from my experience. Um, and of course, because of course it's it's my show. It's this I'm the I'm having the conversation with you. So, um, but also some things that I've heard from some other sources. And then just, of course, um, we'll sort of season it with a few of the downloaded messages as they come and uh, and see where this takes us. So what, what is it about names? I think we have this fascinating um, kind of a need. I will call it a need because I do... I mean, I do get that while we're here, of course, it is very handy to have a way to address each other, absolutely. <laughs> so we can't just go around saying, hey, you, hey, person with the blonde hair, person with the blue blouse, <laughs> person with the crazy shoes. That probably would get a little nutty. Um, so what what is this thing about names? And And how many names do you have? Like, you have a name that you were given when you were when you came into this incarnation, when you were born, when you joined up with this creature body that is hosting you, and you have a name, uh, probably that your relatives call you, or certain relatives might call you. Um, you have a name that you might prefer to be called. <laughs> Do you have a name that you really especially love when a certain person uses? Or do you have a name that you especially hate when certain people use? So, you know, my I mentioned earlier my long name and my short name. Um, the name that I was given when I was born into this incarnation uh, was Cassandra. It still is, actually. It's still my long name. And I grew to very much be irritated <laughs> when people said that name. Of course, I grew up in the southern region of the United States. And it drove me nuts because people could not pronounce it to save their flipping lives. Now, mind you, this was back, you know, a few decades ago. <laughs> and uh, it was not a popular name for the time. And so I ran into all kinds of stuff around pronunciation. And it just it was enough to really bug me. And, of course, we could also say, you know, what what did that uh, open up for me? What did that create for me? Of course, yes. And um, when I went through, my family actually called me a short version of that name. So uh, that's a name that I went by for, whew, gosh, I guess up until I was a freshman in, in high school. And during my freshman year, I do believe it was my freshman year, um, the name Keisha came to me during my freshman year, near the end of my freshman year, I think, in high school. And so that name, when it showed up, uh, it kind of showed up as a sort of a funny thing. Um, and then it it actually gained some relevance for me as I kind of explored the energy of that name. And then that's the name that I've used uh, because more people, one, more people seem to be able to pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> and um to me it just was easier it like it was different energy and it it was an easier um vibration that i could work with um and interestingly i've had experiences around both of my names 
And I think this is kind of funny, and it speaks to the vibrational piece, and it also speaks to the identity piece, is I've had a number of people, well, I've had a few things. Um, one of the things that I find hilarious is that a number of people, when they've met me and I introduce myself, and of course I'm using the name Keisha, they go, oh, I have a friend who has a dog named Keisha. <laughs> Now, that particular thing, I'm like, well, there must be a lot of amazing dogs on the planet who come in to have the name Keisha. <laughs> and I've only met um, a handful of um, people who were actually named Keisha, but I've had several people say, I have a friend who has a dog named Keisha. So it's funny how names go. Um, <laughs> I would not have thought there were that many people who had dogs named Keisha, but apparently it's a, quite a good dog name too. So I guess it depends on the country you're from. I don't know, but <laughs> it just makes me laugh. <laughs> so <laughs> and my producer, Rhonda, Rhonda Burns is in the house. Um, she says she has never known a dog named Keisha. Okay, good. So we have that clarified. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. So if I had a great deal of significance around my name, either one of them, uh, I might be <laughs> in a little bit of a pickle. Um, of course, I did have significance around Cassandra, and uh, I don't have significance around it as much anymore. And I do actually have some friends who prefer to call me Cassandra, and I'm okay with that. And I did go through this interesting kind of phase where I was like, Oh, what, what do I make that mean? You know, like, is one of the names more important than the other? Um, but the truth is, for me, different people know me differently. So how does that land for you? And yes, we're going to tie into that soul essence. But how does it land for you with names? Do you find that you are really attached to this name and that you it, it's like super important for people to say your name correctly and call you by the correct name and use your name appropriately and all of that you know what if, what does that bring up for you and what has your experience been with your name i'm really curious so we do this funny thing right it's just this interesting thing we do with names and like I said, there there's relevancy. Like, yes, we, we want a way or we, we do require a way that we can address each other because here we have bodies. We're individuated, <laughs> my word again, and we have bodies and we do need to be able to communicate. So names can be fun too. And I find it super fascinating that names have these etymologies as well. Um, you know, different names carry different meanings in in different cultural settings and um there are actually books of what the names mean and and the different uh roots and origins of names um and of course we live in a time that uh names are sort of up for creative license too you know uh there are some very creative names out there <laughs> that people have chosen both for themselves and their children <laughs> So you probably know of a few of those. And again, do we do we have to make that significant? Or can we just look at that and go, well, that's an interesting choice. And what if we also consider and or acknowledge that the being who was showing up on the planet um, actually contributed to that? And um, yeah. So, like I said, my my mom, 
uh, heard my name on a television show. Now, my name, my long name is spelled with a, an O, so it's C-A-S-S-O-N-D-R-A. And yes, my preference is that it is pronounced that way. <laughs> the other way, the, the C-A-S-S-A version was always just, it was like nails on a chalkboard to me. And so I find that interesting too, because it's just, you know, essentially you're changing the sound of a vowel, but yet it changes the entire energy of the word for me. And they do they sound distinctly different to my ear. Um, for some people, it, it doesn't, obviously it doesn't, it doesn't even register. <laughs> for me, it, it does. It definitely does. And so, you know, what, it's just this kind of funny thing we do. And, um, of course, it makes me think of the song by Johnny Cash, um, A Boy Named Sue. You know, we also have that kind of thing that some people have names that kind of carry this, um, well, you could say negative impact. And yet, when you're showing up here, um, are you actively participating in the name that you're being joined with, that you're being given? And it's interesting, Rhonda's sharing that her son, Bowen, um, and how many people do you know named Bowen, right? Bowen, who we thought we might call Bo after he was born, was never, he has never gone by anything but Bowen. And of course, I know she has her endearment names for him. But yeah, he, he prefers Bowen, and that's what he goes by. And so some names we might have to kind of grow into. Some names, it's just like, it's there. And then the, there's the whole piece, too, about um, you know people taking on names when they go public. Uh, I mean, there's how many performing artists do you know of who changed their name, you know, when they got into the business, right? So there's a vibrational quality to every name and a frequency that, that in a way, from, from how I get to play, it's a, it has something to do with how we want to play when we come here. Now, again, we don't have to make it the end-all, be-all. And yet, as I say, everything is energy. So every, everything brings us information. So if we look at names, what is the information that we could be uh, receiving from that? What is the data in the name? And that's just, I love to break things down kind of into the simplest forms. And when you look at anything as, okay, what's the information here? It so it can so very quickly, um, well, we can so very quickly then be able to um, assimilate or or just really determine like and distinguish what's going on. And it when we're willing to receive the information of something without having to go through some experiential trauma or drama about it. Um, dynamically quick change can also be experienced and created. So think on your name for a few minutes. We're going to take a break here, and I just invite you to, you know, what is the energy around your name? Do you love your name? Do you hate your name? Um, and does where I kind of want to go, it, well, where it feels like it wants to go next, is how does our name connect us to our soul? And is is our name 
one of the ways that our soul is offering us um, information and and contribution in this incarnation. So, hmm, I wonder. Yeah, we're going to go there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you are here with me, Keisha Clark, on <laughs> as one of my names, on Aligning Divine. <laughs> we're on the Inspired Choices Network or whatever platform you're streaming on through the Inspired Choices Network. And we will be back after this break. <laughs> Within each of us, there is a spark of the essence that gives rise to all that is in the universe. Are you ready to let it light up your life? Tune in to Aligning Divine Radio Show with Soul and Body Coach Keisha Clark for fresh perspectives and powerful tools to be aligning with your divine essence and living it every day. Join us for Aligning Divine Radio Show every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Aligning Divine Radio Show with soul and body coach Keisha Clark. To bring your question on the show, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. In Canada, 613-800-8736. Or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You may also email your questions or comments to Keisha at KeishaClark.live. Now back to the show. <laughs> Welcome back and forward to the next segment of Alani Vine. And we are playing with names, a soul by any other name. So what would a soul by any other name be? <laughs> would they be as sweet? Would they be as magical? Would they be as amazing? Hmm. Yeah. So before the break, we kind of got into the question of, are the names that are coming to us in any incarnation, are they actually a way that we, at the soul essence of us, are communicating to ourselves, with ourselves? Are we putting information in that name? It's just something to play with. It doesn't have to be a big deal. Um, and yet, what, what are the vibrations of the names that you play with? Have you ever looked at that? Have you ever felt into that? Yeah. And, of course, different names in different lifetimes. Now, some people play with uh, working with different lifetime, you know, recalling or bringing up the energy of different lifetimes. They make the names really important. And when I'm playing with tapping into those energies, I'm not necessarily looking for that. I'm not necessarily asking for that. Um 
primarily because really what I'm putting some of the focus or a good bit of the focus on is the vibration. And the vibration can show up through different names in different ways. So what I noticed was if, if I tried to really focus on a name in particular, if it wasn't just really coming up in the data that was coming through in a session, then it, it's not really relevant or necessary is what I've learned. It's it's That's just part of how my team showed me, you know, if we're not really including it in the information that we're sending you or showing you, it's not something that's going to make that big of a difference. There have been a few cases where specific names have come in during the session as far as uh, past life information for people. Um, but it's not always required. And so there, there's really a relativity. Now, I am someone who functions, that's one of my premises, everything is relative. It's relative to who and what and where and everything that is right now in this moment and, and what we're asking in this moment. So that's one of the premises that I work from. And so basically what I have learned with my crew that I work with is that if it's not relevant, it's not really necessary to sort of uh, muddy the, the mix, you know, muddy the water, <laughs> as it were. And so a name is not always required. And while we're here in this incarnation, this name or names, these names that we're playing with, um, again, what is the information that, that they carry? What is the vibration that they carry? Right? So names also offer us a way to relate to each other. And so that vibrational quality um, is part of how we can relate it's part of what allows us to relate to each other. When it resonates with us, then it's an easier and and more, I think, substantial, as in substance, <laughs> uh, way that we can connect. So what is the name that you resonate with? What are the people that you resonate with? And what are their names? Like I have a variety of amazing names in my in my um, group of friends. You know, and some of them have come to play on this show. We've talked with Clarissa and um, we've played with my friend Elfie Joe <laughs> and my dear friend Dr. Andy Harper um, who has the name A-N-D-I, which I think might be a shortened version of one of her names. Um, which could also be associated with a masculine energy. And she is one of the most adorable, <laughs> very feminine, most magical people I know. And then, of course, Elfie Joe. How many people do you know named Elfie Joe? And no, that is not the name her parents gave her at birth. And yet, it is one of the sort of evolutionary forms of her name, right? Um, and then Clarissa, how many people do you name Clarissa? And then I also know Wendy's, and I know, of course, Miss Rhonda Burns, who's here in the chat with me producing this show, amazing Rhonda Burns. And if you don't know Rhonda Burns, you should check her out. Uh, she was a guest on Melitza Delamique's show, and there's another interesting name, uh, just this past Monday. Uh, Melitza's show is The Pleasure Zone, 
And uh, Rhonda was a guest on Monday talking about the return of reverent relationships. It was a fantastic conversation. You should definitely check that out. It's in the archive. Um, so, you know, I, my mom's name is Alice. <laughs> I mean, it's so interesting how we have all of these names. And then, of course, there are, you know, the important names, like the names of the archangels, right? Michael and Gabriel and Raphael and, um, oh, gosh, the M one that I never can do it correctly. Um, so, and then there are the names that kind of seem otherworldly, right? And then, of course, names in different languages even sound amazing to me oftentimes. Sometimes it's like, oh, that was rather anticlimactic, <laughs> but... But most of the time, it's really cool. Um, so when we talk about by the vibration of a name, the resonance of a name, you, do you start to kind of get a sense of how varied it can be, and yet there's still something that we're able to tune into and connect with. So it it's a thing. It's a part of how we relate to each other, Absolutely and how we get to know each other here on this in this planet Earth playground. Um, and is it also possible that it's a part of how we get to know ourselves? And have you ever played with that? Rather than just looking at, oh, it's my name, you know, my mom gave it to me, my dad gave it to me, it runs in my family. What if it runs in your family? Let's look at that for a moment. Is there a certain name that runs in your family? And if there is, have you ever looked at the vibration of that name? Have you ever looked up the etymology of that name? And I wonder <laughs> what the information is that it carries for that lineage. Now, I think it's, I've always found it kind of fascinating that, that in some families that people want to name the children, like, you know, firstborn sons receive this name. It's a name that's just passed down, blah, blah, blah. And there's really little to no consideration given <laughs> to who might be showing up, you know, from the from the parental perspective. It's just like, no, this is what we do, right? And in certain cultures, there's even a kind of a uh, – uh, it's not a rule, but it's a, it's a practice that can be – that might be kind of common um, that – Names of new children start with um, the first letter of someone who has recently passed or may transition. Or names of new children are from, you know, th there's like a, um, oh gosh, how do I say that? It's it has it comes from a certain number of generations, you know. So there's this there's this sort of um, cycling of names through the generations that are kind of kept active. And again, when we look at that from an energetic perspective and we look at the information within those names, what is the energy of those names? And so in a way, we're keeping those names or those energies active. Now, there could be a bit of brilliance in that, right? There might also be a bit of unconsciousness in that, relatively. Again, it's, everything is relative. And... Here's what I know. Here's one of the things that I know that I know that I know, capital K, N-O-W, um, is that when we're receiving an experience, if it's 
if it's something we're receiving, to whatever extent we're receiving it, we had something to do with it. We were a willing participant in some way. So the name you got, <laughs> the name we all got, in part was up to us as well. Even if, even if, even if you think that you had nothing to do with it, <laughs> or even if you weren't really actively participating in a conscious way at the time, there was still something relevant in the name even if you didn't keep that name very long or if the name was changed. And, of course, this also happens in cases where we have adoptions. Um, it is not uncommon for people to change the name. Now, of course, the last name often changes, but even the first name can be changed. It just depends. Um, and if you think, you know, gosh, names vary uh, when you have children who are being adopted from different countries into their new parent, their new nuclear family, uh, might be a different culture altogether, different country, different nationality, different ethnicity, right? Um, but they might change their name or they might find a, a version of the name that fits, you know, that's, that sometimes it's a pronunciation thing. Um, and other times, you know, parents may desire to create a bit more ease for the child by um, doing a variation of their birth name. So they want to honor what the name is and they want to create a little bit of um, comfortability for the child to come into the new um, community, new group or new energy of where they're living, especially if it's you know a different country altogether. So, Again, the vibration, we're, we're looking at the energy of the word and how does it resonate. And of course, we're doing it through the filters of how does it sound, how does it feel, how does it spell, and yet each of those things contributes to and alters or modifies the vibration of the name. And the vibration still has to do with the soul essence. Now, another piece of this is, do we play with using our names to reveal parts of ourselves and or to disguise parts of ourselves or all of ourselves? <laughs> Isn't that interesting? And see, part of how I look at this is like this whole name thing is is part of this way that we get to play this game. Because really, when we're playing here on this Planet Earth playground, are we not just taking on different roles to express different aspects of the whole of who we are? Because maybe we've kind of set up some of the parameters of this game to be that we don't show all of who we are here because that might be too scary or that might be too, we might be too powerful or we might be too, I don't know, what is that word for you? And there's a whole lot of stories around that, right? There's a whole lot of stories around that. 
And then, of course, it's also very easy, and it's done a whole lot as well, to make this incarnation the definitive statement of you, that that this is all there is of you. This is who you are from beginning to end, which is really much more, for me, it's much more of a linear thing. And yet, (laughs) does that mean that the energy of you simply stops when the body is done? Hmm. And that, of course, usually tweaks some interesting conversation. And and you know what? That's for you to know for yourself. That's not for me to tell you. I have I have known people of all different walks and philosophies and belief structures. And so, really, what I find is that people choose what is what works for them in the moment they're in, and that might be. Five minutes, that might be five decades, that might be five lifetimes. (laughs) And that's not for me to have anything to do with. That's just for me to be aware of. And part of how I play is including this question, where do you go and who are you beyond this existence, this physical incarnation? And so that soul essence of you, where does it go? And what do you know? And what are you aware of? And how many names has your soul shown itself through? How many names has your soul played through? How many names has your soul expressed itself through. Now this is interesting because this that we're starting to kind of venture into is where it gets a little juicy. (laughs) And the question that is tweaking in my brain is, well it's really popping in the energy for me, (laughs) not just my brain, but it's How many names do we have for the divine? Have you ever thought about that? Has that ever really gotten your attention? Hmm. So maybe we're on to something here. And part of what I desire to really open up is is our awareness of the more of us that is actually, well, that does exist and that is available. So what if your name in whatever lifetime is simply a doorway to the the you that that you actually are and can be? What if the name is simply the way you show up? And what if the name is also an invitation to open that door to you? Could you let your name be that? 
all of your names. And would you be willing to look at the energy of these names, especially if you have more than one, like I do? And we could look at it one way, like that it makes things confusing, you know, and, and I get that in certain modalities that that is a valid application is that yeah okay so who do you want to be and yet and yet if you have multiple names that actually resonate for you does that have to be something that creates confusion or does that simply allow for the possibility that different people will relate to you differently and can you be okay with that? Yeah. So all of the, this is the public you, and this is the private you, and this is the whatever you, this is the Tuesday you, and this is the step family you, and this is the the reunion you, you know. <laughs> what if no, no part of you has to be lost or avoided or or shut down for the the energy of you that resonates with who you're talking to to be present? What if you never have to lose part of you to be the energy that is required in whatever moment with whoever you're with? Yeah. Hmm. I kind of like where we're going with this. This is kind of fun. (laughs) <laughs> What's bubbling up for you, my friend? Mhm. Yeah. So I wonder could we be a bit more willing to live outside the lines of our human name? Huh. Let's play a little more with that after this break. So take a breath. Let the energy keep swirling and twirling. <laughs> notice what you notice. Maybe be willing to let this information start uh, assimilating for you. And we'll come back and play with it a bit more. So we are here with myself, Keisha Clark, (laughs) as I am playing with you today on Aligning Divine. And we're on the Inspired Choices Network. Um, I'm feeling pretty inspired. (laughs) We're talking about a soul by any other name. And we'll be back in just a moment. Within each of us, there is a spark of the essence that gives rise to all that is in the universe. Are you ready to let it light up your life? Tune in to Aligning Divine Radio Show with Soul and Body Coach Keisha Clark for fresh perspectives and powerful tools to be aligning with your divine essence and living it every day. Join us for Aligning Divine Radio Show every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Aligning Divine Radio Show with soul and body coach Keisha Clark. To bring your question on the show, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. In Canada, 613-800-8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You may also email your questions or comments to Keisha at KeishaClark.live. Now back to the show. 
<laughs> and welcome back and forward. I just love saying <laughs> I'm big on simultaneity <laughs> to the next segment of Aligning Divine here on the Inspired Choices Network. I'm I'm still Keisha Clark. I'm being Keisha Clark today with you. And I'm including Cassandra. <laughs> and so, um, whatever you want to call that, I'm here with you. And uh we're we're kind of just swimming in some really cool juiciness. Um with a soul by any other name, which is our topic today. And if you're just joining the live show, I invite you to uh, check out the podcast because we're we're kind of tweaking some of the uh, hot spots, uh, some of the nerves, if you will, having to do with identity and how do we how do we be here? Who do we be here? And and that's part of where I feel like this conversation wants to invite us to look at is all of the stories about who we are supposed to be here and how we are supposed to be here. Um, What if we could simply acknowledge them as stories and most of them, in fact, probably all of them, were very likely, there's Lily putting her two cents worth in, most of them were likely born out of of this perceived need or this sense of needing to belong or fit or be explainable. And this is where we run into some issues, my friends, is when we are trying to explain ourselves. And I know that you probably have experiences that you can relate to that by, because how many times do we try to explain ourselves? And how early in our lives does that come up when we have to, you know, I mean, gosh, when we're toddlers, why did you do that? <laughs> you know, <laughs> to who do you think you are? To uh, tell us about yourself, to elevator pitches, you know, what do you do? And and all of those are fine. We don't have to eliminate that from our life experience necessarily. However, it's easy to get really twisted and tangled up in I have to put words to who and what I am. And from different perspectives, yes, there is appropriateness to that. And what could you allow yourself to put together? What words could you allow yourself to choose and play with that that do more comfortably, more appropriately, more expansively express who you are and what you do and how you like to play while you're here. And at the same time, they don't confine you. They don't have to be the definition of you. And what if your name does not have to be the definition of you either? So, Really, when we're tapping into that soul essence, part of the invitation of that and part of the invitation of this whole show of Aligning Divine is for us to be acknowledging and becoming more willing to the allness, to the more, to the authenticity 
what is the organic energy of us? And all of the names that we have played through, all of the names that we have expressed ourselves through, what if they could just be this beautiful collage that that are simply different strokes of the brush of our masterpiece? Yeah? Different ways that we have shown ourselves, that we have brought ourselves into existence, into this physical existence, and yet allow at the same time or simultaneously allow for the more than what that name could could be. So it's not about making names wrong, and it's not about making any name that you've chosen wrong. And again, we're just exploring what is the essence? And do we give that a name? Does it even require a name? Or could we just let ourselves play with the names? And I love the metaphor of of the story, Romeo and Juliet, because uh, in part, <laughs> I, I love sort of how the magical resonance of this is showing up. In part, you know, this line that that uh, Juliet is saying, that which we call a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. Because in the story, in the play and in the story, the Montagues and the Capulets were feuding families from which Romeo and Juliet came from. And so there was this thing about a name and there was so much significance about how they could not be together because of their names, because of the families they came from. And yet, beyond the definition of the family names, they were still two beings, two people, who were drawn together undeniably and unavoidably and unexplainably And so I love the invitation of this line, a rose by any other name, that which we call a rose, that which we call our soul, whatever name we give it. Does any name have to be the definition of our soul? Does any name have to be the limitation or the... the, singular existence of our soul? Can there even be a singular existence of our soul? Hmm. And what would allow us now to be connecting with more of that essence? When you get to the appreciation of the name that you're playing with in this lifetime or in any lifetime. (laughs) Yes, my dear. When you get to that, that could be what opens the door to the more, to the essence. That can be one of the ways that empowers us to be aligning more resonantly with 
the authenticity of us, with the essence of us. Can we really put a name? What name does our soul justice? What name could adequately express all that is possible as the essence of us? Is there a name? Or is there a vibrational representation of some kind? You know, um, for me with animals, who I work with a lot, they are just part of my my amazing life experience here. Um, I always just ask them, what is, what is your name? What do you desire to be called? And more often than not, especially when I was a kid, I think because I had less filters for this, but especially when I was a kid, it wasn't an English, a, a human word name. More often than not, it was a name that sounded like it came from what we would call Atlantis or Lumeria, right? It was like a tone. It was a sound. And I always thought that was so cool because there was just something that worked in that. There was just, it, it just felt so true and rich. And of course, animals are very willing to have people names, <laughs> have earth names, <laughs> have names that humans can pronounce because part of what they know is that while you're playing here, there's certain things that help make things a bit more ease. And names are one of those things. But I think it's so cool that that they showed me that. And how could we perhaps play with that with our own essence? So if I invite you this week to play with having some quiet time for you and allowing yourself to explore this. If this is something you want to play with, you can do this on your own. And as you're able to simply let yourself suspend the time and space sort of continuum or paradigm, start to ask your soul to reveal its vibration to you and see what comes through. And then just be with that and notice what you notice. (sighs) Oh, thank you for being willing to play with this conversation with me and with all of us. And I'm excited to see what you discover. And in the meantime, I desire you to have the joy of lining up with your essence and living it every day. And I'm adoring you, my friends. Thank you you for listening to Aligning Divine Radio Show. Keisha Clark has more to share next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. And for now, she is cheering you on to create an awesome week of lining up with your essence.